There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the social index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. Welcome to Marketing Today. I'm your host, Alan Hart, managing partner of Atomic, combining brand science and creative fire. Today on the show, I've got Tom Asaker, keynote speaker, advisor, and author of The Business of Belief. Conversation moves from how perception and desires form the beliefs that we have about our own organizations, as well as those beliefs that consumers have about us, how to sell more and how to market more, and also how Simon Sinek, person with a TEDx video with over 29 million views, has gotten it wrong and led marketers astray. Well, Tom, welcome to the show. I'd love to know, what is it that you do? What is it that you do? <laughs> yeah, what is it? That's a, that's, that's a good question. What do I do? How do I earn a living is probably what you're asking, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I, um, I do some a little bit of advisory work, but I'm... Primarily, I'm an author and a speaker and a teacher about radically new practices and ideas for success in chaotic times, times of uncertainty and change like these. So my goal is to wake people up to the realities of the world and, and help them do their best work. Tell me a little bit more about that waking them up. When we last talked, you talked about one of the things you do is to try to eliminate confusion, how people make decisions in the workplace, whether it's right. to launch a new product or, or otherwise. You know, how, do, how are you doing that? How are you waking them up? And what's that confusion that, that gets in the way? Yeah. Have you ever heard the story about the, uh, the two young fish swimming along? 
and they come up, they come across this older fish swimming towards them, and the older fish says, morning, boys, how's the water? And then the, the fish swim on, and then one young fish looks to the other one, and he says, what the hell is water? <laughs> so, so what I try to do is show people what the water is that they're swimming in because they're so deeply into it that they really can't see what's going on. They're misinterpreting the external world, uh, specifically how other people make meaning and make decisions. So that's what I try to wake them up to. Okay. How do you go about doing that? Like, what, Are there methods or um, you smack them around a little bit? Like, what, 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 yeah, what, what exactly. happens? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, with, with a stick. Look, so, so <laughs> William James once said the genius means little more than the faculty of perceiving in an unhabitual way. So the people that bring me in and work with them or speak to their groups, they are seeing things in a habitual way. And sometimes it's been going on for years or decades. So what I do is come in and try to show them the reality of the world in a way that they haven't seen before that will wake them up because in this marketplace, talented people are not going to succeed any longer. You're going to need to be a genius, right? Like Schopenhauer said, talent hits a target no one else can hit. Genius hits a target no one else can see. So things like Uber and Facebook and Twitter and Google, all of these companies, that wasn't talent. That was genius. Somebody saw something no one else could see and they went out and did it. And, and a lot of companies can't see that because of the way they operate. It's habitual. Nobody has come in and, and woken them up so that they can see the realities of the marketplace. If you think about those organizations, where, where do you think they're going wrong in thinking about those markets or those customers? How, how do they change their thinking process? Yeah, they won't be able to change their thinking. What they have to do is change their perceptions. They have to change how they see the world. See, mostly I would say that where they're going wrong is in this false belief that human beings operate like computers somehow. So this whole metaphor that the brain is like a computer is really messing people up because then you start thinking that, okay, I know what to do then. If it's like a computer, I have to give them the right data, then they'll process the information, and then they'll try to make an optimal decision. And because our information and our features and quality and whatever it is, because ours is better, quote unquote, then they will choose us. And that could not be further from the truth. No one makes decisions like that. Human beings are moving so rapidly through the world just trying to get by on a daily basis. There is very little that even enters their conscious awareness, right? They're just being pushed and pulled by their perceptions and their feelings. So unless you really viscerally understand that, everything that you produce will be invisible to them. They just won't see it. Even though you think they do, they don't see it. So if they're not computers, how are they operating? What kind of inputs do we need to, to give them? Maybe that's even the wrong way to think about it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a perfect way to think about it. So if it's not information that's driving their decisions, if it's something else, what's the something else? Now, trust me, I've, I did a deep dive on this because I couldn't understand why everyone I was working with told me that they understood what I was saying and I gave them all the information that they needed. But then they didn't do anything. So I said, well, 
then that's no different than what's going on in the marketplace. All these companies are giving people information and they're not choosing them. What is going on? And when you dig deep enough into it, you find out that human beings are driven by their perceptions and their desires. You know, you add that up and you've got beliefs. So their feelings, their perceptions, their desires are what end up giving them this feeling of knowing, if you will, an expectation. It's not real. It's their personal expectation. Then they look for information to validate that. And anything that comes in, any information that enters their mind or their perceptions that cause them some discomfort, right? They call that cognitive dissonance. What they do is they ignore that information. They push it out or they discount it or they argue against it. So if you don't understand that, that people are being driven by their feelings and their desires, you have absolutely no chance in the marketplace. If beliefs, this, these combination of perceptions and desires make up belief systems are key, how do people form those beliefs? Like where, where do they come from? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, it, the simple construct is this. You have to perceive something in your environment before your mind will do anything with it. Now, I know that sounds simple, like, oh, duh, Tom. But I can tell you, we go through most of the day, we do not perceive what's in our environment. It blends in. It doesn't stand out because it's something that's expected. We don't look at it. So most marketers, for example, don't understand this. They don't understand that unexpected events of, are what trigger learning in consciousness. So they'll throw ads in magazines or they'll put something on Twitter or Facebook or here or there. Nobody is even seeing this stuff. Because think about it. If you saw all this stuff, how would you get anything done during a day? You couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't, True. right? It's everywhere. So, it's everywhere. So what you do is you tune all of it out except for something that confuses you. Then you start investigating it a little and you say, okay, what is this? The next thing that happens is your feelings kick in. So the look, the feel, the aesthetics, all of these different things kick in and it either says to you, this is something I might like, or it says to you, this is nothing I'm going to like. It's not me. It's the wrong font, wrong sensibilities, wrong message, wrong words. And so you don't go any further. But if the feeling says, I think there's something of value in here to me, then you go to the next step, which is thinking about it. That's when you dig through a little information, I might like this, and then you make a decision. So it's you sense something, you feel something, then you think about it after you get done feeling it, and then you make a decision. But everyone thinks it's opposite. They think you sense something, then you think about it. Right? It's like you sense this thing, and then you say, well, let me read all of this now to see if I, how I feel. No, you're not going to read it unless it feels like something that you want to read. So your feelings are the things that are telling your thinking mind, we should waste some time over here because this may be valuable. That's it. But until you get that, nothing is going to happen. Interesting. Are there companies or examples you pepper out there to give us an illustration of how this takes place? Yeah, well, they're everywhere, right? So every, right. well, first of all, most of the companies don't get it. You know that, right? Right. I mean, it, it, I mean, 
just fades going, into the background. Oh, yeah. Look, I read a statistic that said that 52% of the Fortune 500 have gone bankrupt, merged, acquired, or fallen off the list since 2000. And then the average age of a company since the S&P was formed in 1960 has dropped from 60 years to 12. So wow. these people that, that you think are doing it right, these brands that you look at and you say, oh, yeah, these are well-known brands. That, you know, everybody knows who these people are. They've got great quality. They've got great brand names. They're well-known, great advertising. They're not making it, man. And you can throw these names out there like Prince Spaghetti, Polaroid, Kmart, Chiquita Banana, Vlasic Pickle, General Motors, Sports Authority, Muzak, TWA, Schwinn Bicycle, Sunbeam Bread. You know, all of these are like well-known brands. They're all bankrupt. They've all gone bankrupt. So what's going on? What's going on is they cannot see what's going on right in front of their eyes. John, look, John Cahill, he's the CEO of Kraft Foods Group. On, last February, he was on an earnings conference call with, with Wall Street analysts. He said, the, and I'm going to quote what he said. He said, it's clear that our world has changed and our consumers have changed, but our company has not changed enough. Hmm. Now, if you dig into those words and you say, what can this guy possibly mean by that? He wasn't saying that they didn't have the will to change enough. He was saying, we didn't see what had to change. And that's right. it. That's what's going on. Do you have an example of a company you think is doing it right or has at some point done it right? Every company that has sales success is doing something right for some audience. Mm -hmm. Now, that sales success has to come along with growth, with growth and operating profits, right? Because anybody can sell anything at a loss. I can do it, right? So you've, right. Got to look at, you've got to look at their operating income and say, okay, their sales are growing. Are their operating profits growing too? Yeah, okay, then they've got the model figured out. I mean, Apple's the poster boy. So if you look at Apple. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What brought them to where they are today was this understanding that people buy things with their feelings first, by the look and feel of the packaging, by the, the way the advertising evokes emotions and feelings, all of that stuff. But there's somebody to keep an eye on because I think they've lost their way as well. Because as soon as you do something, everybody starts catching up with you. Mm. And before you know it, the Microsoft stores look like the Apple stores. <laughs> it's true. Very true. 
So one of the comments you made to me when we last spoke was a comment about Simon Sinek. And oh, I shouldn't have said that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I like, I guess, a million other people have watched that TED Talk um, <laughs> on the, the circle, right? The, right? And why being in the center. So I'm curious to get your perspective on, you know, how's he got it wrong? What, <laughs> what, what's wrong about, about what Simon says? Yeah. What Simon says. Listen, it's <laughs> it, his his conclusion is one of the most dangerous ideas for marketers to embrace, for for business leaders to embrace, and I'll tell you why. His conclusion is people don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've created a lot of stuff in the past that's been birthed by an inner voice that says to me, "Do this." No one in the world knows what that why was. When they buy one of my books, they have no idea why I did that book. That's not the reason that they're buying it. They're buying it for their own reasons. Their own desires are what's driving them to buy that. Mm. And when you're driven by your internal why, you start forgetting that what's really important is how do we bring this value to life so that these busy people out in the marketplace, busy, distrustful, skeptical people, how do we get them to see the value in this like we do? That's not a why. That's a how. And anybody that, 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 this, that I'm saying this to that listens that's really having an issue with it, because everybody has an issue with it. See, we right. want, it feels good to believe that if we have this strong purpose, that everybody will come and get it and buy it. But it's not true. I've worked with hundreds of nonprofits. They, they have the greatest purposes in the world, and a lot of them struggle. So it's not your purpose. It's how do you bring that thing to life for others, right? So it's yin and yang, man. There's the inside, which is your purpose. Absolutely be driven and inspire your people and yourself with your purpose. But then when you look to the outside, understand that that's a totally different ball game out there. You have to be driven what brings them their value, what excites them, you right. know, their perceptions. It's, it's tricky. So it's do, you, do, do you know yeah, what I mean? No, yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, you're saying essentially it's not – it's important to have a why, your own personal why, but it's even more important if you were trying to sell something to know their why. I don't say it's more important. See, that's, this is where I, this is my, my issue with Simon. I, I, I love what he says. I believe everything he says except for his statement. People mm -hmm. don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. That is false. They don't buy why you do it. All you've got to do is go ask people that you meet. Whatever they're wearing or driving or drinking or eating or wherever they are, right? <laughs> ask them. Do you know what the why of this automobile manufacturer is? Do you know what the why is of the people that own this restaurant? <laughs> they will say, what are you, nuts? Of course right. not. I eat here because I love the food. The pricing's good. You know, whatever. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. No, you put it that way and it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. It's even comical to think about it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, hey. I've got a couple of questions. I want to kind of step back and talk about you. But before I do that, I want to allow you, how do people find you? Where do they go? 
Uh, they can just go to thebusinessofbelief.com. Okay. There's okay. only one guy named Tom Asacker in the world that that, <laughs> that spells it like I do, so they can find me if they Google my name. It's A-S-A-C-K-E-R. So okay. they'll find me. I'm all over okay. the place. <laughs> oh, Not always in a good way, but I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, so stepping back from all this, you know, what, what fuels you? What, you know, what drives you to do what you do? <laughs> that's a really deep, that's a really deep question because I've done a lot of things, you know, I, you know, I, I wasn't born in, in, uh, educated to be a writer. I mean, I worked for GE, uh, bought out one of their companies when I was in my thirties with some other managers. I, in my early 40s, I, I started a medical device company and grew that like crazy, left all that and, and opened a, a strategic brand consultancy. I kind of do what my inner voice is speaking to me to do. So if it says, you should write a book about this, I, I honestly don't even think, of, this is my point about the why, I don't even think about the external world. I don't say, well, maybe the world wants it, maybe they don't. Nope. I do it because I'm driven internally to make it happen. But then once I get done with it, oh yeah, I figure out how to put the right cover on it, what fonts to use, how to market it. <laughs> All that stuff comes later. I'm just, like I said, I'm driven by what I feel. If I feel something and it feels time to do something, I do it. I just got finished writing a screenplay to have a movie produced. Why? Wow. I have no idea. I don't even know. How <laughs> I would love to watch it. I, so you got one viewer already. All right. Thanks. Me too. I want to see it too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So if you think about like, this may be an odd question for someone like yourself, but you think about brands or companies out in the marketplace, any that you take notice of or you think, oh, that's kind of interesting. Now, you know, what's interesting is as I, as I watch what all of them are doing to try to understand whether there's... See, I can see the I can see the value very quickly in, in what somebody's doing because I've been trying to find it and tease it apart for decades. So it comes really quickly quickly to me. I see it. I can see through it and I can feel it. And then what I try to figure out after I do is, is this sustainable value? See, because a lot of things we don't understand, you and I, because it just it's below we just we're not aware of it. We love Uber. Right, but we have absolutely no idea if these guys are making money, right. or if it, or if they ever will. I I don't know. So there's a lot of new business models popping up that you you know you look and you say can can these people make money? Right. But there are other ones you look at that you can easily tease apart, like Airbnb. Right, I've got a friend that's like one of these super super hosts for Airbnb. She mm -hmm. makes a lot of money, so I know if she's making a lot of money. Airbnb is making a lot of money, right? Right, right. So I, I look at these different equations. Take, for example, Dollar Shave Club. When I saw that thing pop out in 2012, I said, uh-oh, these guys are, are appealing to a specific desire in the marketplace, a, a specific psychographic of men. They are going to grow quickly mm -hmm. because that's a huge market. And they did grow quickly, even though everybody else said it looked crazy. And they just sold the company for a billion dollars, like four months ago, to Unilever. Right. So it's that kind of thing. It's not, are you better? It's, are you different? And are you appealing to people 
that really desire that difference, whatever that difference is. So that's how I look at brands today. Because all the, a lot of legacy brands are still using some scale advantage, whatever that happens to be, you know, or some barrier to entry. That's what they're doing, and they're hoping to goodness that technology doesn't disrupt them somehow, come around back door and get them. But it's, it's these exciting new brands that I look at that are going after particular audiences, and they don't have to worry anymore about whether this audience is in their location because the internet allows them to have an audience spread out across the world. I like that. So if you think about the future of marketing in particular, what do you, what do you, where do you think marketing is going to go? Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not big on predicting the future, but I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you if, if they didn't, if they don't develop a theory really soon of how, if marketers don't look at how they're, how they're looking at the world through some particular kind of lens, a particular theory, and they don't. I mean, if, if you want to find out something really interesting, ask anyone, anyone, any corporate executive, agency, ask them, say, Tell me what your model is, your theory of how you look at the world and approach it. They're not. It's kind of like somebody putting together a puzzle who doesn't have a picture on the cover of the box. <laughs> it, they're just taking whatever's thrown at them, trying to jam it together to make a picture. And it won't work. It was funny. I was, I was reading about Galileo. You know, and here's this guy is the smartest man in the world back in the early 1600s. Einstein called him the, the father of modern science. And he's looking up in the sky with his telescope, and he saw the mountains on the moon and spots on the sun and moons around Jupiter. But when he looked at Saturn, it looked like three little spheres, a big one and then two little ones on either side. So he called Saturn three stars. Every single person I've shown that picture to, I say, can you see that Saturn's not three stars? Because Galileo drew the picture in his notebook. Everybody looks at it and says, yeah, I can see that that's a ring around a planet. I said, well, then how come this guy, Galileo, who's way smarter than you, how come he couldn't see it? And what they realize is that he didn't have an idea in his head that Saturn has a ring around it. So he couldn't see it. And that's what's going on with marketers. If they don't develop a theory for how the world works, they are not going to ever see it. And they're just going to get frustrated and confused. They're not going to understand why nothing's working. So I think the future of marketing is that it's going to have to become a little bit more scientific and we're going to have to get people to adopt a theory of how they look at things. And then they can look at all the different tactics they come up with through this lens to see whether they're good, bad, or what needs to be changed. That's, that's my opinion. Great. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, it was great. I'll do it anytime you want. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely have you back. That's for sure. All right, great. I appreciate it, Alan. Thank you very much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.